Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Make It Pop, Powerful on Purpose. I am your professor of popping, Gray Marino, here today with writer, publisher, and digital strategist, AJ Joyner. Let's get popping. Hey, AJ, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Gray. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So you are a publisher and a digital strategist. Yes, that among other things, I am a comma. I'm this and this. A multi-hyphenate. <laughs> multi-hyphenate, exactly. Multi-potentialite, I think is the word that I've heard before. Right, right. Wearer of many hats. So where is your most prominent hat? Um, I don't know if it's prominent, but one of the ones that I enjoy the most is helping people write and publish their books. Um, simply because um, you never know what people have been through. Uh, and I think it's incredible to give people an opportunity to share their stories with the world. So I really enjoy um, taking someone who has an idea of what they want to share and then sort of walking them step by step through that process of taking it from their head into an actual physical book in their hand. Yeah, but you, you're a writer as well, right? I am. I am. I um, so if you ask my play sister, who's actually um, has a degree in English <laughs> and she's a professional writer, mm-hmm. she hates she hates the way that I write. I'm more of a um, <laughs> if you read my writing, it's like having a conversation with me. Um, that's it's that's how it should be. Uh, well, that doesn't follow the rule. <laughs> yeah, but still, you get a sense yeah, of so. your, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and funny story, that is actually how I got started in this whole entertainment kind of world, um, by sharing funny stories of things that was happening uh, in my life at a point in time. Um, I literally typed the story up, sent it to 25 people. Uh, they thought it was funny, so they started forwarding it to people. And before you know it, the list went from 25 to 75 to 200, 400. Next thing you know, I had 1,000 people on an email list in the late 90s, <laughs> before wow. email was a thing. Yep, it's funny, little, little, little aside. <laughs> well then. <laughs> All right, come on now. <laughs> so you have two books on Amazon, one book? I have seven, six, six, six or seven books. Actually, I think I have seven. Oh, um, oh, oh. I know somewhere between six and eight. <laughs> right. You um, also have, wait, you have a, a, were you a two-time bestseller on Amazon? Yes, yes, I was, three times. <laughs> well, excuse me. I mean, I was just, you know, if we're going to say it, we're going to, yeah, so, um, yeah, three time. Um, again, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but again, beyond just me writing and publishing books, understanding the process and being able to share that, that's really important to me. Right, right. So what's the name of your books so people can look for them? Or like the, oh, Jesus. Your, your best I'll tell sellers. you what. Your three best sellers. You your three best tell sellers. You what. We can just tell people to go to ajsbookcollection.com it will redirect you to all my books on Amazon. <laughs> that works a lot better. <laughs> that works a lot better because I don't even want to start lying and forgetting. <laughs> You're like looking at your hand in the middle of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, and, then, and then there's like, yeah, no. Nah. Just write all the answers on you. <laughs> don't, make me, don't make me lie. <laughs> all right, so you can also help actors with their marketing, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things that I enjoy the most is people who have established themselves in an industry doesn't necessarily have to be acting. I've worked with politicians. I've worked with actors. I've worked with radio personalities, uh, TV personalities. I've worked with people in the beauty industry, like people who have established themselves as leaders in their industry. Uh, a lot of times um, they don't know how to monetize. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, people will approach them to, hey, will you wear my shirt? Um, and I will give you $500 or whatever. People will approach them as influencers, uh, but there's a huge opportunity for them to create their own brands and, and products and services, right? Yes. So what I do is I look at, you know, who you are as a person, Gray, and I say, what are the things that you are passionate about? Um, and I try to understand the things that you're passionate about and then create a very um, minimally um, an item that you can sell to your followers to where it's your product that you own that you can sell to your followers um, yeah. and you can, you know, that's of value to your followers as well, right? Because okay. it doesn't doesn't make any sense if you're passionate about something, but nobody wants to, you know, right. nobody wants what you have, right? Right. Um, but um, typically there's a cross section between what you're passionate about um, and what your followers would buy if done correctly and if marketed correctly. So I help you, number one, figure out what that thing is, whether it's some people want to do a book, some people may want a lipstick brand, some people may want a, a online course or a webinar or a video course, or, or some people want to do a workshop seminar. Um, so whatever that thing is, um, you know, whether it's a product or a service, I can help you figure it out, uh, figure out if it needs to be created, um, we, how to create it, how to deliver it. Mm -hmm. If it's a product, if it's a product, um, is it something that needs to be manufactured? <clears throat> I can help you find, you know, manufacturing so that it can be made. Uh, or if it's something that needs to be sourced either here in America or overseas, I can help you source the product and then set up all the systems around it so that you can sell it passively. Ah, okay. All right. Or actively. <laughs> you know, be aggressive, be aggressive. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, in terms of actors, you can help them target their crowd better. Yes, yes. So. Okay. Um, that's part of it. Um, typically, um, if there's a need that you've identified, um, you can do something as simple as ask your audience and say, right. hey, I'm thinking about making, you know, lipstick and it's going to cost, I don't know, $20 or I don't know how much lipstick costs, but let's just say it's $20. Right. Um, you can, you can actually tell your followers that yeah. and say, if, if you're interested, click this link to sign up for the pre-order list or for the pre and be the first to find out. That way you can gauge, you can gauge the amount of interest that your followers have uh, before you go spend a lot of time and effort building whatever that thing is. So you can also help them pinpoint their niche. I don't like that word because no one should have a niche because we're people. We have different things we focus on, but. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think it's, it's important um, to, to minimally understand um, who you're serving. Um, because once you understand who that niche is, uh, it's easier to market to them. Sorry. <laughs> no, once, once you understand who your niche is or your, your, you know, your target audience is, it makes it easier to market to them, right? Right, right. Um, so, you know, if you're targeting women with natural hair, um, then you know, or you can ask, like, what are some of the problems that women who have natural hair 
deal with on a regular basis. Everything. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. But then once you understand all those things that they don't understand, right. now you can start to, to say, okay, how am I going to solve that in a better way than already exists or in a different way than already exists? So in a sense, you are the one that's responsible for all the ads we're seeing from up and coming products from peoples. <laughs> 100% absolutely. I'm the person that, you know, when you type something in Google and it comes back. And then it doesn't um, stop showing you for the rest of the day. <laughs> for the rest of the, for the next 90 days. Well, I know on Facebook it's six months. So if you, if you click on anything on, you type something in Facebook, I got you for six months and you'll right, see right, ads right. over and over again. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm that guy. Okay. So what's the difference between a digital strategist and their marketing and branding? Um, a couple differences. Um, okay. So let's look at marketing versus branding. So branding, number one, um, branding is sort of who you are. It's okay. how you look like you're like me having this hat on and you know, how I present myself. That's my brand. Okay. Um, mar marketing is, um, if I've identified a problem that you have and I am creating content or showing you a way to solve your problem and you're, you're attracted to me because I can potentially solve a problem that you have, uh, that the feeling that you have toward that, that's marketing, right? Okay. Mar marketing attracts value. Marketing is going to attract you uh, to who I am. You can be tactical in marketing. Branding is, is loyalty. Okay. Right. So you're loyal to specific brands like people are loyal to Miracle Whip. Right. right. But they're loyal to them because uh, Miracle Whip has done a great job of marketing. Marketing is what attracts you to them in the first place. Branding is the look. Branding is the look. It's the loyalty. Uh, it's the emotion that you feel. OK. Like right. you know, having a cup of cocoa and like you remembering how mom used to make it. And this is the only cocoa out there that tastes like that. And that's mom's brand to you. So now I'm stuck to that because okay. Okay. because of the because of the feeling that I have toward them. Right? right. Marketing is actually creating that feeling. OK. OK. Right. Okay. So marketing marketing creates brand attracts. OK. So what would you tell somebody who like immediately goes to marketing and numbers and like has a fear of math maybe, or doesn't like numbers except for looking at their bank account sometimes. <laughs> um, so like algorithms and all start, that get overwhelming, you know? Sure. I always start with, um, what is the problem that you're solving or what is the problem that you're going to solve? And if you start there and if you're passionate about the problem that you're going to solve, I would say start there because if you're solving a true problem in the marketplace, people will pay you and money makes things a lot easier because you can hire people to do that other stuff. Right. So right. I say create, create revenue first, uh, then you can take care of the other stuff. Okay. Okay. When did you begin this journey into digital strategy? <laughs> time ago. <laughs> um, so uh, I paid attention early in the game, um, you know, when there was uh, Black Planet and MySpace. And what I paid attention to was uh, eyeballs. Ah. Where people go, um, money will follow, yeah. right? So 
when people started to, you know, back in the day on MySpace, um, because again, I was doing events at that time back then. So I started my little email list and I would do events at different restaurants. So I knew I could go to Black Planet, for example, or MySpace, and I could say, hey, I'm having an event over here at this restaurant. Here's the link to click and go. Um, you know, I went to where the eyeballs were and I created something that could attract them to the next place. Right. Okay. Um, so again, I started this way back in the 90s. <laughs> and the difference is because my professional background is, is computer information systems. Okay. I paid attention to the, the nerd part of it. So uh, everybody was, everyone is enjoying posting and the pictures and whatever. I'm learning the analytics. I'm learning, you know, how to advertise on it. I'm learning how to create um, what's called a pixel, which is what tracks you around when you click on something and you start okay. seeing it everywhere. So I started learning the nuts and bolts of the tools where everybody else was enjoying, like sharing their pictures and getting likes and things like that. Right. I was learning how to leverage it to, to get people to take it in action. And that's uh. marketing. Okay. 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 Yeah. Much better understanding now. Much better. Okay. Um, now back to, to the writing part. Uh, mm -hmm. You have a program called the Incubator. Yes. Let's talk about that and how that might be of service to people who would like to write or begin to write books, rather children's books, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's called my first draft incubator. Uh, the premise is I want to help you get the first draft of your book out of your head um, in a six to eight week or six to 10 week time frame. Uh, biggest problem that I see with people is that they will start with their idea and they will write down, you know, notes in this journal, and they'll write a couple paragraphs over here. And over time, they have this this amalgamation of like, oh, I got a few notes over here, and I got a, I got a word document with some stuff in it, but it's never put together in true like first draft form. Right. Um, the other thing that I hear a lot of is people will start writing and they get stuck. And they're like, oh my god, I, I feel overwhelmed because I don't know what to do next. Um, so I wanted to help them you know, give them the tools to overcome that, that feeling that they're stuck. Uh, the third thing that I see from people is um, not having structure. Uh -huh. So it's taking, taking those notes and taking all those different things and taking <clears throat> those ideas that are in your head uh, and giving you structure. Uh, because once you have structure, it's a lot easier to follow the path um, than just, you know, writing here, writing there, you know, all, you know, right, over right. six to eight month period. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm like losing oh, you're my fine. So you also have a podcast. Mm -hmm. What is that about? So the What's in a Word podcast is a partnership between me and a good friend of mine. His name is Steve. Uh -huh. And we're, we're, we both enjoy reading. Uh -huh. um, and I look at a book like it's gold because for 15 to $30, you can get a wealth of information um, from any person that has ever lived pretty much or historical person that has made any kind of impact on the world, you get access to that for 15 to $30. Huh. Um, you know, it's said that CEOs read, you know, six, five, six books a month. There's a reason that they do that. Bill Gates said that he read, you know, or I'm sorry, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Wall he Street. Jumps. <laughs> no, the, uh, uh, the old guy, um, stock market guy. Anyway, uh, Warren Buffett. 
um, he said that he sets aside, I think it, more than two hours a day he spends reading, right? Um, because it's a wealth of information. Right. Um, what I have seen working with people is when I approach them and I talk, talk to them and I ask them, what's the last book you read? It kind of gives me a gauge of how much they're growing as a person or how much they're interested in growing as a person. Um, and I don't have any judgment toward it, but it just kind of shows me because I know me, you know, I'm on a two to three books a month at any given moment just because I just want to learn and right. be better, better today than I was yesterday. Um, and there are a lot of problems out there that we're up against and the answers are already in books, yes. right? So, you know, because we're both bookworms, we decided that we would do a book review podcast. So we choose a book every two weeks, um, we read it, and then we review the book um, on our podcast. Yeah. And here recently, we just started taking on, um, we'll have a guest, you know, every couple months um, so that we can review the book and actually talk to the author. Um, but I just think that there's so much, um, there's so much education in books that we just let sit on the shelves right. uh, that we, we should take advantage of. So I want to do my part in, you know, making it easier for people to consume that information. Mm -hmm. uh, so Steve, Steve and I put together the What's in the Words podcast, What's in the Words. So if you, if you, um, you know, you you can actually Google that, it'll come up, or you can just go to anthonyjoiner.com uh, and you can click on the podcast and listen to it that way. Well, we got we to put all the links in here so, so we yeah, can- every, Most of the stuff is on uh, anthonyjoiner.com. You can get most of it there. That too. <laughs> all right, so I actually met you doing something a while ago. You put out a very cool uh, workshop featuring was it nine actresses 12 12 excuse me again <laughs> it's okay so i wanted to know if you were going to do that again so that way if any other actors wanted to participate they can join in because it was very informative it it it, it, it was great um i had a lot of fun with that and um i am going to do one again it was a lot of effort in organizing and and getting all that together. Of course. Um, but I had such a good time. My clients um, were so gracious with their time, you know, in doing it. Um, but, but yeah, it was, the turnout was amazing. We had um, over, I think all in all, almost 2000 actors um, were impacted by that. So, um, you know, now I have this huge database of actors and producers and writers, and I'm constantly, you know, finding out about new projects that are happening. So it's, it's been, it's been helpful. And then, you know, at the same time, you were able to learn from, you know, some really, you know, actors who have done remarkable in their careers, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think because I have those relationships with them, um, it was just an opportunity to get them in front of their prospective audiences um, yeah. in a way that they could give back and provide value. So it was pretty dope. I enjoyed it. It was Learning on Lockdown. If you guys go to Learning on Lock is the website, learningonlock.com. Uh, you can actually still see the thank you video and all the actors who participated. Yeah, it was it was a very good workshop. It was a cool way to network. You know, you got maybe some some questions and you know some yeah. talking in. So that yeah, we had 12, 12 actors over three nights, and we went from you know three thirty to eight thirty every day. Um, you know, dedication. with content back to back. Yeah, so it was it was a. Uh, 
you know, I would use the bathroom at three o'clock and I, I would not drink water and just wait, hold it out. I think I had a half an hour in between each one. Um, but, but it was it was a lot of fun. Did you enjoy it? I was there. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. It, it was what, what, did you... what I liked best. I loved seeing how their stories were different. Um, a lot of them were really intriguing at like where their backgrounds were. Well, a couple of them, there were similar backgrounds. And, and I thought that was cool because then you could see how what people have in common. And sometimes they don't even know that, that they have that stuff in common, you know? And then I, could, then I could see the, the, the differences and where, where they bloomed or how they managed and, and, and where they came up at, you know, what they, what they were going through and now they're all their experiences and now they're willing to share that information with everyone. You know, it's, I, I think people forget that when you aspire to be in this industry, you, you, there might be a point where you might have to spill your guts with certain stuff that you're not ready to disclose or don't want to, you know? Yes. So it's just like, I, I think that was really cool how they, everything came together and how you brought them all together. I don't know how you did that with 12 women, busy women, working <laughs> actress women, but it was great. I mean, I, yeah, it was fun. some of them are mothers, right? Yes. So I yeah, yeah. See, I don't know how you how twelve you pulled that, <laughs> but I yeah, guess the well, three it, days helped. Yeah, the three days, and then it's the um, you know these are people that I've that I work with, right? These are people that that text me like, hey, here's an idea that I had, right? So you know it's not like I had to go through their publicist or right. you know what I mean. It's direct contact, direct contact. So I got their direct information. If they had questions, they called me. I packaged everything together. So it wasn't my first time doing it. I did it in the music industry. Oh, okay. um, I did it in the music industry in 2000 and, I don't know, four years ago. So, so you really had, are um, the celebrity secret. Yeah, secret <laughs> weapon. Celebrity <laughs> secret weapon. Yeah, so I did it in the music industry. I did it in um, PR with some of the top PR people. Um, I did it with um, in the radio industry. So I had some of the top radio personalities, um, you know, on all together. So I've done it a couple of times to, you know, build up to that. So I, sort of a well-oiled machine at this point. Right. Right. Smart man. Smart. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to share with our viewers? Um, honestly, I think that um, most people don't start what the thing that they want to do um, because they feel like they don't know how. Um, but sometimes you just have to jump out there and do it. Um, you know, you start walking and Google is your friend, by the way, right? Um, but, you know, whatever that thing is that you want to accomplish, you only live once. Right? So you need to, um, you know, as much as you know, start going in that direction. 20 years ago, when I said I wanted to go into radio, had no idea how to get started. I just started looking up radio broadcasting schools, right? Then all of a sudden, once you start, you're gonna to start to notice things that you didn't notice before. So once I started looking, um, all of a sudden I noticed on a radio station, they were like, hey, if you're interested in learning radio, so I call this number. So then I call that number. Next thing you know, I'm in radio school and I ended up meeting all the top radio personalities because they were instructors. Here I am 28, I mean, 20 years later, I'm in 40 markets right now on one, one of the number one shows in the country. 
um, just negotiated another deal with my own show in 38 different stations, 38 different cities, right? So, but it all starts from, you know, you making the decision to go and being willing to fail, um, but, you know, failing in a way to where you don't take it personally, you just learn. Um, because nobody started out great, but everybody started. Um, what happens is people will start, they don't know the next step, so they'll cower. That fear, because the fear is with everybody. So, you know, if you have that fear of, of going forward or doing what it is that you want to do, you have to figure out a way to push through it um, and, and surround yourself with people who are heading in that direction as well. Um, so that, you know, you have those people's experiences to pull from as well. So I would suggest getting in different networking circles, going to the training, attending the seminar, the seminars and the webinars and, you know, all the different networks that are, you know, actor networks if we're talking to actors. Um, but whatever that thing is that you want to do, you have to just start doing it right now. You hear that, people? <laughs> Better get popping. Make it pop.